Welcome to PT Shop Talk, where a couple of folks talk about therapy, family, movies, music, sports, and everything in between. Remember that this podcast represents the opinions of the hosts and guests and should not be taken as medical advice. The content is for informational and entertainment purposes only. Everyone is a unique and special snowflake, so please consult your healthcare professionals for any medical questions. Views and opinions expressed in this podcast are our own and do not represent that of our places of work. We take every effort to ensure that the information presented is accurate, and we welcome any comments, suggestions, and corrections of error. This podcast should not be used in any legal capacity whatsoever, including, but not limited to, establishing standard of care in a legal sense, or as a basis of expert witness testimony. Now, here are your hosts. (laughs) Welcome everybody to episode 61 of PT Shop Talk. On today's episode, we talk about uh, a wrap-up of our leadership summit and a little bit about our strengths and uh, Clifton Strength Finders and how we take that into account. And we finish up with our top five clinical or patient care pet peeves. With me today, as always, is Nick Doling, Jeremy Van Klompenberg. I didn't have a very witty uh, uh, what are nicknames. Mm-hmm. Now, I will say... I think we may have lost Nick early on. Maybe that's a pet peeve. <laughs> um, Terrible Wi-Fi is a pet oh, peeve. He's back. Yeah. He's back. He's back. I know. He's back. <laughs> Always something. Yeah. He was just in a trance. That's like that's his focus coming up. <laughs> oh, that was it. Uh, but I'm <laughs> just uh, today's episode is going to be what I call a shingles cast because I had uh, a nice shingles flare up this week, so I've not been on top of my game. So I apologize. Uh, for the YouTube folks that like to see my face lit up, I can't oh. do my studio lights today. Um, really bothers okay. the eye. Uh, and I will be oh. taking these glasses on and off multiple times today. So don't let that distract you if you're a YouTube viewer. So it's a very oh, interesting sorry, experience. <laughs> random excruciating nerve pain is a different ballgame. Um, but it's it's interesting. I want to have you right away. You and Hefty, right? Oh, no. Yeah. Let's talk about it. I thought it was an interesting conversation topic because it is. It is. I went to the doctor yesterday um, because I've had shingles before. So I kind of know what's happening when it happens. This is the first time I've ever had it on my face. Um, Mm. But I went to the doctor and, you know, they're like, well, what's your pain? You know, like a zero out of 10. And they do the zeros, no pain, 10 is the worst pain you've ever had. And it got me to thinking, like, Where'd you My, put it? I put it at six. But okay. but the interesting thing is my pain experience, pretty low. Been pretty lucky. So it's interesting when you say like 10's the worst pain you've ever had. If you were to say that, I would say this is like a 10, technically. Yeah, I was gonna say, what's the worst pain you've ever had? Yeah, so I got to thinking about it. I was like, this is probably the worst pain I've ever had, but I know it's gotta get a lot worse. Like this isn't debilitating mm. right yeah so, i mean you're not every... a pod you're not doing a pod if you're at right right yeah. yeah i mean and i've i've worked this whole time like it it kind of sucks like i'm a badass like i don't feel really great at work. but i would feel terrible at home that's always been kind of my thing like well i'm gonna be miserable where no matter where i'm at it's not physically you know it's like an orthopedic thing where well i can't there's no way i can walk on it all day there's no way i can you know, yeah. it just hurts all the time. Wow. Um, 
But yeah, she like, also had shingles too. She's had short bouts of shingles. Yeah. Yeah. So in her in her case, what does she? How does she rate that? Because usually the disclaimer I'll give with the pain scale is like ten. I feel like broken bone, childbirth, kidney stones. Like I feel like they're all pretty close to a ten event. Uh, from what yeah. people have told me. Like so, what? I'd be interested. Like how'd she say it? How was how was shingles for her i haven't i don't know i'll have to get a number from her but it was very very uncomfortable very yeah. uncomfortable she had the typical kind of like t7 t8 yeah. distribution Jurassic, yeah that you know was very very common so yeah that's typically where i've had it in the past this is the first time mm-hmm. these little blisters on my face and stuff Ouch. it's uh you know and typically it's not like it's overly contagious but i can't can't work with anybody that's pregnant. Can't see patients that are pregnant, um, which for my population is very wow. unlikely. Um, and What's, I can't. Is work there some like, correlate? Was am I right? Is is there like a correlation with like Bell's palsy? Potentially, potentially? that I don't yeah. know. Um, uh, functionally, like um, it's it's a hundred percent super orbital nerve. Like there's oh. nothing else. Ah. Functionally, my face is fine, vision-wise, all that wow. stuff. It, it's literally like I can draw my finger across the forehead, and that's actually right there. It starts to become very uncomfortable, right? Like I can stop right there. It's uncomfortable. Uh, I get some eye. It feels like eye fullness, but I don't yeah. know if it is or if it's just that sensation around my eye that's different. We thought you are just scowling right now. Yeah, it, it's interesting. And like... Me too. It feels thanks. Feels better <laughs> to cover my eye up, but I can't wear an eye patch because it's too uncomfortable. You do um, look like an angry Bruce. Yeah, yes. right. Uh, oh, I can't imagine Bruce Valanche being angry. I was gonna go there <laughs> earlier, and I I thought that was too soon, Nick. Well, my beard's getting just more Sorry. and more Valanche. <laughs> I should have waited too. I, I should be more patient. That's yeah. okay. Um. So yeah, I, I thought that pain scale thing was interesting because I would say up to this point, I mean, the last time I had shingles was right up there. I broke my finger once; that really didn't hurt at all. Um, that was all swelling. Like, swelling. What? Where? Where would you put your quad tears? Yeah, I was just asked about that with a patient. We were talking about that with the new eval, um, and I said about eight. I guess I, yeah. I, I would. I mean, it was. Not, I mean, the points was that like uh, boom eight, nauseating. or was it eight and then like, like, did, was that eight lasting, or was it like a um, bam? First, first, first time it lasted probably half an hour. Um, okay. and that's where that's where I got pretty nauseous. And, um, second one, second one was more like. It's weird because I was, I was on my own. The difference, instead of being surrounded by a group of people helping you out, I was by myself, right? Yeah. And <clears throat> maybe the the need, I don't know, to just kind of like stay focused helped keep it like, I mean, it hurt like uh, MF or like right away yeah. when I when I wiped mm-hmm. out. Um, getting back up though, you have to like get your bearings, figure out how like it's like snowing. I'm in the middle of like this snowstorm in this parking lot, like okay, I got to think fast here and how am I going to get there? I try and try it. It was pretty painful every time I attempted to get in my truck and see if I could, you know, enter the driver's side and see if I could drive. Um, and that just wasn't happening because every time I bent the knee, it was excruciating. So I still like, I don't, I mean, 
I, I rated it like an eight because I, I guess I perceive other things to be potentially worse. Yeah. I don't know. I was still functioning. I was still able to like keep my bearings. Yeah. So the so nauseous was on the first one. Yeah. The the first yeah. time. Okay. Yep. Yeah. I yep. wonder if I that a was like I, a yep. response to being like, I, I know this is happening again. You know, like if there was any of that or if that was a calming thing in a way you know <laughs> it was um, i mean not calming <laughs> a, but like no at least yeah it yeah, was like almost like nervous it was like disappointing like, like yeah it's like the last i i totally know what you're saying though jeremy i i know what you're saying and maybe my emotions were too strong the other way whereas too too much of Dis- like i can't believe this shit's happening again right 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 and <clears throat> um but again you have to you can't sit there and just lay in the freaking icy slush right you know, you got to get up and you got to go. Um, and uh, so, I mean, that was, I guess, how I would define it. Uh, don't recommend it to anybody if you're thinking about no. undergoing that. Um, I like, yeah. And maybe it's a foreshadowing too later on. I'd put it at an eight. Most people put it at a 10 because I have a high pain tolerance. <laughs> okay. <laughs> yeah. That's good. Hey, I don't know if you're doing this. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know what other people would say. I, been told this yeah 98 percent of people have a high pain tolerance <laughs> that's, wild. that's wild it's pretty high i yeah. i struggle because i usually underestimate my pain i hear that one a lot yeah yeah <laughs> oh yeah i felt like i was pretty accurate with it i was like yeah it sucks i can work on it but you know there was a few times yesterday and today even where i threw up from it but i don't know if that's like systemic from like the shingles, you know, virus. Wow, yeah. Because I got like, you know, I have a low grade fever and everything from it, so I don't know. And not nausea is a pretty common um, thing with shingles, but again, I don't know if that's pain related or ah! just you know immune system response. Yeah. You know, obviously, like your GI system must slow way down because you're trying to fight this virus. That's pretty nasty. But you're not. You're not. Do you feel any that. spike before that? What's up? Stop it, Doling. Uh, <laughs> you feel any spike? You don't even know what I was gonna ask. I know what you're gonna ask. I'm an open book. Any spike? Do you feel any spike in pain before that? Like, was it like, oh, this is building, and then I threw up, or was it just like, oh, I just now I have to throw up? Yeah, yeah. it would just be like, uh, it would come in waves. You know, you'd get really hot and nauseous, and boom, throw up, yeah. and it was fine again. So. Yeah. <clears throat> Man, so that got me thinking too. Like, this is like a constant six out of 10. Never gets really much higher, never gets really much lower, other than like sensitivity. Like, if I touch it, pretty intense. Like, I can't have the vents on in the car or anything. Um, But I was like, God, I don't know. I like, I'd rather, I think I'd almost rather have periods of eight out of 10 pain a few times a day than this constant six out of 10. Yeah, right. Like, (laughs) That's Dang. that's yeah. tough too, you know. Like, would you rather have back spasm type pain? You know, here is this and there? way worse. Is this way worse than what you've experienced in previous episodes? It's different. I was talking to my wife about that too. Like that mid thoracic stuff. That's tough because you're always like you're always wearing a shirt and you're always leaning on stuff. So it was like that burny, itchy in the back quite a bit. And mm-hmm. like for me, historically, it it came right across my nipple too. Um, so like my nipple that rubs on stuff all the time and I still have pain. Like I can still, yeah, right. I'm just 
usually with my patients, that's probably a pet peeve of them. It's rubbing them. Um, but that thing, that sensitivity is... Running marathons with the herpes nipples. Shingles nipples. Shingles nipples. Post-herpetic neuralgia. Yeah, I, I have that to this day. I mean, the first time I think I got it was 26. And I still, Dang. like, if I rub across my chest, I could tell that, like, little three-quarter inch gap super sensitive doesn't ah. hurt just in sitting but i'm hoping my face isn't gonna be like that but that first time i had it i didn't know what it was like i said i was 26 shingles was pretty low on my radar yeah, i thought okay. it was just honestly i we had just gotten a hot tub i thought it was a rash from the hot tub like jet huh. yeah yeah um so or i had this rash. or something like that yeah some tip it, yeah bromine. So i had a rash for a few days and i didn't think much about it and then like the pain and stuff kicked in later after the rash had developed Ooh um where now i think my body's kind of sensitive to it like i could kind of feel it coming on where it's mm -hmm. like that low grade nerve pain and then if i get on valtrex or something it usually just goes away within like three or four days and i don't get that nasty stuff wow. but yeah but the face is different just because how much you use your eye i think that yeah. like it's hard for me to like turn that off um and i'm yeah. a i'm i'm a face toucher uh like i always like on meetings, sit like that all the time, and it just that's the spot. Um, and it goes up into my scalp, so if I scratch my head, it feels like a real bad sunburn up there. Um, which yeah. is which is weird because I've never like burned the top of my head, so that's like an odd feeling, you know. It's not it's not good for <laughs> yeah, I, those of you wondering at home. Imagine it's it sucks. not good. It's um, <laughs> You know, I typically have a hat uh of hair on my head, so I never experienced that. So it's very it's just different, I guess, you know? Yeah. I don't know. It's an interesting look does it into make patients. You, uh, does it make you, like, I know, Nick, you said this after your, your first quad chair, too, where you're like, wow, like, gives me a lot more insight. And granted, you felt this before, too, but, like, do you feel like that does, like, reset a little bit of that empathy button for patients, you know? Yeah, I think, I think definitely, I mean, boy, a large percentage of my patients have pretty persistent nerve pain, so... Yeah, I think it reminds you, like, not so much the pain thing, because, like I said, I'm working, I'm I'm going through it, but yeah. it is harder to concentrate. Like, I do find myself, like, at work, just being like, what am I doing? I got to, you know, reconcentrate, refocus. Um, I feel like I'm shorter. Like, you know, I get angry a little faster, you know, or yeah. just, I shouldn't even say angry, because I'm just not a very angry person, but impatient really quickly. Yeah. Like, somebody comes talk to me out at my desk, like, I clearly don't feel good, like, get to the point today like i'm just not <laughs> like i'm not into a story right now like just um so there's some the of that dave Chappelle wrap it up box yeah so there's some <laughs> of those things that you don't necessarily because you think so much about the pain all the time with your patients and your patients focus on the pain but like just those little things in life that change too you know no no like that stuff i appreciate more now that i'm like like i said it's constant like it doesn't go away ever yeah. like that and and i've i've said this with patients too like god it's got to be hard for you to like go to bed thinking maybe tomorrow's the day my pain's better and then yeah. you wake up and it's not like yeah i even said that because i started the veltrex yesterday so like when i went to bed i was like oh, it'll be better tomorrow and like i woke up and it wasn't and like it was just like kind of disappointing even though i knew the veltrex was going to take a few days <laughs> you know so like i can't imagine what that's like every day yeah. And every time you go to a different provider and get a different intervention or 
get an injection or have a surgery that's supposed to cure your pain and then you wake up and it's not better like man that's got to be crushing over the course of 10 years 20 years 30 years yeah so i don't know there's some of that interesting stuff you you don't again nick i would agree with you i don't recommend this like it's not mm-hmm. uh everybody should try it um but if you'd like i'll rub my open sores on you anytime you want um but it does give you perspective you know at least i'm not in so much pain that i can kind of look in on it and i i just shouldn't say appreciate the opportunity that sounds so like pretentious and like i'm such a badass but like i'm glad i can reflect a little on it anyways you know maybe i I think that's the important part yeah and then i i don't know i i still like i don't know i i've been should knock on wood like pretty lucky that way like i haven't i don't know what my 10 is i don't know yeah. what my i don't even know if i know what my eight is um and i'll tell people that all the time like we can know a lot about what we're treating but like there's a certain aspect if like we haven't walked in your shoes like we don't know we can't know right yeah. um so i i do think that's like a powerful at least rapport building tool you know You've been through it, you know it, um, at least in the short term. And I don't don't know, try to move forward from it, you know, and I don't know. Yeah, it's, well, I'm I'm just glad that I kind of know what my path is and it's going to get better. And, you know, that's, that's a powerful tool, you know, and I think that's a powerful tool, like orthopedically, you know, when I've had back pain and stuff, like it's so nice to be like, I confidently in my heart believe when I've had back pain before, it's going to get better. Like, yeah, that's a powerful tool, you know, I think. Yeah, that... exactly. Confidence. Yeah. And just have, have, have walked through it, you know? Yeah. So, uh, yeah. Very, uh, very cool. Can you imagine how poorly, uh, the Lakers have become now that they're no longer Nick Doling's Lakers. Yeah, wow. They really what a, what a fall apart. Who would have thought he was the glue propelling the Lakers run? You know, they they really uh you know they got a lot from some of their guys that uh they shouldn't have. Lonnie Walker <laughs> one game yeah. went off for 15 points in the fourth quarter. Um you know, like I, I think I think inevitably this is me being obviously a, a warriors homer, but uh, like, I think they've always got, got the the target on their back. And so I think some of those guys rise to the occasion, but I think you see that like they can't sustain it. I mean, those, yeah. those guys aren't series after series guys, right? Nick, it shows. right. Your Lakers <laughs> trash. Oh. <laughs> it's been rough. <laughs> they're not his lakers anymore no no now lebron's contemplating retirement i mean who that's, knows such, what'll happen. that's such garbage why I'll not have to, i'll have to think about like 21 seasons right but well, i get he's, it but he's gonna play with his son yeah this season he's got, got like, a year two of years. college yeah two years he's gonna play one year with his son for sure they talked about it 2025 they're just saying it on the radio all-star games in la they're like there would be no bigger like retirement party than 2025. So, but then you have some guys that are saying like, 
uh, maybe you should take a year off and just recoup and then come back. And I don't think you will. Yeah. It, do you think he'll just like take like the league minimum to go wherever his son goes? Like, how does that work? I bet he, I bet he, you know, like in the NBA, it's weird, right? They can force their way anywhere, you know, like trade me, you know, you know, because I can't imagine would. what I, I would assume he'll get drafted. Um, they're so. assuming that, he, like, they're they're pegging him right now at like a nine or ten draft pick. So you'd oh, be well. at a. He's that good right now. Yeah. Okay. Good to know. I know yeah. very little. Because <laughs> our fans Ronnie. don't really know. Our listen, our listeners don't actually know that I'm not actually a Lakers fan. Oh, you're not. <laughs> I'm not. What? I'm not. <laughs> yeah. Just a very seasonal thing. Yeah, LeBron's <laughs> kids' high school team never plays Golden State, so you're not like a huge fan of him. <laughs> no. <laughs> yeah, I get that. I get uh, that. Yeah. So it's uh, my NBA fandom rests for yet another year. Yeah, that's all right. <laughs> I was I was really excited to see like the Celtics and the Lakers get swept, but the Celtics really screwed that over. Did they? Did they end up winning one against the Heat? That one, yeah, they last night. Them. They finally hit a shot, but you know what? Jimmy Jimmy's gonna be back. What a story! Yeah, the Heat are sweet. I Heat love Butler. it. They have like four undrafted guys in their rotation. Yeah, like doesn't the team have like seven total guys undrafted? Like I think so. Yeah, that's crazy. <laughs> Yeah. Well, isn't that isn't Spellstra like he's sneaky high on all time Spellstra? I've heard of <laughs> oh, huge heat. So fan. you're not a big heat. Huge fan. heat. <laughs> <fan>. <laughs> yeah. Potato, potato. But, uh, he's, but anyways. Some, he's like, isn't he like now a top seven in like playoff wins all time? Oh uh, yeah. I think the, he cracked years with the Heat, like LeBron Heat. He was there, but he came up as like a a video guy, huh? like. Uh, running tape. I mean, like, I mean, you could argue that too. Like, he's the reason they're smashing the Celtics right now. The Celtics are a way more talented team. Um, yeah, they're, but it's they're like number one, they're, right? I mean, they're they yeah, they're be, talking different. Should be the other way around. Ah, did they get the one seed or are they the two seed? It's like two eight, I think. I think the Bucks were number one, but uh, oh yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, like his adjustments are crazy like they're good um it'll be interesting to see if they if they can pull it off next game but yeah i mean yeah. celtics come back from three down to win that's gonna be wild too like kind of a cool storyline either way i guess that would at be this point i don't think has that's it happened, happened. Basket- has never that- happened right because three to one was like the big three one was three one yeah was that never yeah. happens and then uh lebron they got my warriors that year too yep that and that never happened in right that never happened in baseball until the Red Sox came back and beat the Yankees, right? In 04. Wasn't that like the big that was when that I happened? Think and then I think you're right. They broke the curse of the Bambino that year. You know what probably helped them get there? Some leadership. Probably some great leadership. Mm. That's, that's a great segue. I, yeah. I would dare to bet. Definitely. I would have had I would have had I would have had five time like booting this topic another week and just like talking about pain stuff too uh talking about you know the way we were going on that i actually thought we had some substance too well Instead, we can go back um, to that we can do double i don't know i feel we like i double substance we can come back we can to re- back. We can i thought back you left because you were so angry that we were talking about it I, yeah he's you were like get over it move on yes. you know? 
No, I wish. <laughs> I wish I could have been more immersed in it. <laughs> like, come on, man. You're wearing glasses. It can't I mean, hurt we, that much. Let's we broke the rhythm. So I suppose Jeremy had an amazing segue there, too, because it does take leadership. I didn't to mean dig to. Out of a hole. That was fantastic. <laughs> when your shots opened up, you got to take it. And you did. I'm proud of you. Mm-hmm. Do we got any more idioms we can throw in here? <laughs> well, you oh, miss all the shots you don't take. Casey needs to be careful with how he phrases his idioms, though. I think last time he said about taking loads. I stand by that statement. (laughs) (laughs) Bodies got to adapt. Just got to be resilient. (laughs) Hey, do you guys ever use the term don't throw the baby out with the bathwater? Is that a term you guys use? I use that today. I use it all the time. People in the office today looked at me like I was speaking a different language when I used that term. What? How have you never heard this saying? Where are they from? North Dakota? North Dakota? Like, I use it. I was going to say Mars, but. Thought it was a very common terminology. We're not going to throw the. And what, what, so when you use it, just, this is also fun with expressions, right? Like, what do you think it means? In what context? Like, like, uh, when it first came up, like I have a new student and we were yeah. talking about, Me too. you know, as a, we were Ooh. working with the patient and she was like, um, you know, we talked about what are we going to do with this patient? What's your game plan? Boom, boom, boom. Patient came in worse. Symptoms had changed. Like I just went into something else. Right. And then no, I do the same thing. Do the same thing. Afterwards. She was like, how do you, you know, switch so fast? And it's like, Oh, it's always kind of in my back of my mind, uh, you know, uh, what I want to work on. And if things don't go how I want, what am I going to do? You know, I'm always kind of keep something in the back burner just in case. I don't ever yeah. expect people are going to get worse, but you got to be prepared. I said, but at the same time, you don't want to throw the baby out with the bathwater and like yep. completely change what you were planning to do. It's like, all right, mm-hmm. we're going to do some, maybe take those exercises, cut them back or break them into some pieces, try a few things, build their confidence yep. back up. We don't want to just completely go, well, what we did didn't work. So sorry. Like, oh, God. I caused you I'm a sorry. lot of pain. Like, whatever, Can't do anything. you know, therapy was the reason you're so sore. So, yeah, that's how I use that term in that case. Yep. So, Good application. I mean, that's yeah. how I how use it. Yeah. Anytime you're talking about making, like, some changes, but not, like, wide sweeping changes. Mm. Yeah. Right. Yeah, you're not, like... Uh... I don't know, ditching the theme, ditching the goal, but right. you're just tweaking how you're going to get there. Yeah, like yeah. we still are pretty confident what's going on with the patient. We still know eventually the functional movements we need to get this patient doing to feel better. It's just the route yeah. there is going to be a little different, you know. Yeah. Maybe those yeah. higher next level exercises are going to have to wait and we're going to have to ease them in by yeah, greater exposure or something instead. But yeah. Yeah. maybe out with the bathwater, you don't want to do that. Just you only want to throw just the bath water out. Do not throw your baby out. <laughs> yeah, never throw yeah, the baby. I mean, out. that seems like a mistake, right? It's a little aggressive. Yeah, it seems like know, it. Pretty strong. But uh, the baby would be resilient afterwards. I've yeah. used it like I, I've used that expression every time we talk about secure care and the um, follow up <laughs> applications to like what changes we're gonna make because mm-hmm. you know if you go by their recommend, you know we're not gonna. We could take some of their feedback, some of the recommendations, and we can apply it. Absolutely. You know, there's always, uh, you know, some nuggets of uh, looking in the mirror there. But mm-hmm. on a, we're not going to apply all the broad sweeping 
you know, cost containment measures that they would go on because their pendulum's completely on the opposite end. You know what you, you can almost like veer into like freaking ridiculous negligence. But um correct. <laughs> so I think every time I've talked about it is like, you know, we're not gonna throw the baby out with the bathwater when we're making these changes. Yeah, we're gonna we're gonna take some criticism and we're going to adjust where we where we're wrong and where we need to document better. But we're not going to go ahead and make complete system-wide process changes like how we schedule and um i don't know things like that things of that nature that are a little bit more robust well and even we're only you, seeing them for 15 minutes yeah even how you treat yeah, right like <laughs> you i hope you're confident in what you're doing is the right thing like if somebody comes yeah. in and says well we had to you know deny this one chart because of this one thing you go i have to completely change what i'm doing like like you should have some conviction. Yeah, you that what you're doing is right. You know, like, yeah. Okay. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Or if you have a clinic that's completely one one of the one of the dialogues I've heard from the Minnesota um, APTA payment group that I'm on was, hey, you know, they want to throw out. Well, some some clinics operate and like some you know some clinics have lower threshold amounts because they're like seeing patients like one time only or they're wanting to and the patients fall off the schedule. I'm like, wouldn't you rather have them be more effective at what they're doing than have a high volume of one and done? Oh, but then we'll but, pay for an MRI and surgery after yeah. they don't find uh, conservative care effective. I mean, yeah. makes sense. Yep. Because <clears throat> mm -hmm. PT is the real, we're the reason why <laughs> yeah. the healthcare systems. We're draining it. Yep. God. I it would be I fun. Just want when a you, new golden throne. Yeah, it would be the, fun when you them. sit through those like <laughs> audits to be like, let's. Can you pull up the patient's like entire insurance claim? Like, see where I we're at. See. You know, absolutely. Uh, can you pull up their insurance claim from last year when they weren't getting therapy? Like, how many ER visits they had? How many surgeries they had? You know, like, can we look at the big picture instead of so, my eight hundred dollars? You so know, anyone listening out there, just so you know. Um, secure care's threshold for what they deem to be overutilization for a commercial payer, which means like Blue Cross Blue Shield in North Dakota, Minnesota, um, is over $1,000 annually. So $1,000 over 12 months of healthcare and physical therapy spending is what they deem to be overutilization. Oh. So <laughs> if you happen to have that, just keep that in mind there. Um, but yeah, what, what is the average, like you going for an MRI like right now, that's I think seventeen, eighteen hundred bucks right there. Oh yeah, at least yeah. I mean, like, uh, and you could go get Botox injections; it costs you a thousand bucks for your headaches. You know, every three yeah. months. Yeah, surgery. Go and have a back surgery. Have a multi-segmental fusion. That's a six-figure process with that. Hundred and fifty. Yeah, I mean, yeah, cortisone <laughs> shots in your knee and your shoulders. You know, I mean, those things are already. And we're Passing talking our threshold and they're wagging the finger at us for a thousand dollars over 12 months. <laughs> so yeah, that's mm -hmm. the stuff we deal with, but as a good leader, you got to navigate, right? It's Bring it back. It's literally <laughs> a pain in the ass. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So are we so, talking leader? Do we talk leadership? Do we, what we, do you want to do? I think we got 44 time. into this. You want to like it, you want to do like a like a break apart instead of the whole thing just based on time. You want to talk about like strength using strength strength finders. What that meant for you guys? Uh, what not, your strengths were? That you might be a little too boring. inside baseball okay. right now for all the listeners. Mm -hmm. um, as of right now, that could be a whole other pod. How about we? You're what throwing if we the just baby out with, right now. We did it. Yeah, we. <laughs> let's not Weird. throw the baby out of the bathwater though. Uh, 
What if we just do what we did? At all. As I think we, I think we had a very nice uh, summary wrap up of our CE course when the feet hit the ground. So maybe we do a summary wrap up of uh, the leadership summit. You know, things we like, things we me, me, you know, yeah. good and without a thumb, and then we give it a thumbs up or thumbs down at the end. What do you guys think about uh, strengths based leadership, like overall? Like, what was your takeaway from that? Like, is it good? Is it bad? Is it just one piece of it? Um, like, piece. personally piece. for you, yeah. Um, I think for me, it's probably like good to recognize people's strengths and like play into strengths. Uh, no doubt there. Uh, I think there's some inherent danger in like going whole hog into that and going, this one employee is really good at this. This one employee is really Maybe. good at that. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, which I don't think was the point Save of some bath water, even yeah, baby. <laughs> what the point of of it was, but I think there's like some inherent risk in that based on your leadership style. If you just well, it's it's a lot easier to, I think, lead and manage people based on their strengths in a lot of ways. Like, oh, you're really good at this, so uh, that's what I'll have you do. So, so I think I can know what you're saying, and if I'm wrong here, I'll use an example, but correct me if I'm wrong. Um, oh, we will. So let's say let's say you got a leader whose big strength is wow. Okay, yeah. right? Because wow is a strength. We all have heard about it. B to B. Um, but so wow or woo? It's woo. A, woo. It's woo, woo. not wow. Oh, yeah, yeah, woo. I've never heard of wow. Woo. <laughs> not the leader Flair. that wows you. Rick Flair. Oh, oh man. if we had more Rick Flares, that would have been great. So let's say, let's say it's woo. Let's say let's say Jeremy's number one strength is woo, um, but he's not really top five. But his weaknesses, his bottoms are like responsibility and accountability, um, strategic stuff like that. Uh, so let's say you got that leader and things. You know, maybe they're good for like a little bit, but then over time, um, you know, the job's not getting done at all. Performance completely lacks. And you go to talk to that leader and you're like, hey, dude, you're not really, you know, meeting any of our performance expectations as really performing now. And you're like, yeah, but I'm really good at keeping the team happy and keeping them positive and going. I think that that's where you got, got to say yes. You need know, a you different seat on the we bus, get, bro. <laughs> we need to we need to leverage that strength into accomplishing the goal because it's not really getting done. But so I don't think it's necessarily the strength itself is wrong, but like at the same mm-hmm. time, just using it as an example, it's like how you apply it or don't apply it. Yeah, I hmm. think there are just certain positions that require, like you can't just not do a part of a job because it's not your strength. And I don't think you can yeah. overshare. Like you said, if you're a leader, there has to be a certain level of input and communication and strategic, uh, futuristic, whatever you want to talk. Like you need pieces of those things. I think no, they're two successful. different ones. They're two different futuristic and strategic are different. Casey. That's why I said two different ones. That's why I didn't call them. The same. I didn't <laughs> slash it. <laughs> you said strategic. <laughs> <And> futuristic. <laughs> okay. Never okay. mind. Strategic and strategy. Is that? I love strategic. Strategic is, is one. Cause my number one strategic, but my number five is futuristic. Oh, you're always bragging about that. <laughs> you have such a good top five. Oh, I love my top, top five. five. Yeah. What, so, 
yeah, I hear what you're saying, Case, and I, I think we're very much in the same vein. How about you, J-Bone? How about you? Uh, yeah, it gets a little woo-woo-y for me to, mm. to not to bang on woo-woo. So the people who created it maybe had woo as like their number one, two, or three. <laughs> <laughs> no, yeah, like I said, uh, like well, like Casey said, I don't think that excuses you from doing your job. Um, and... I don't know. Like, it's odd for me. Is like, did you think of that as athletes growing up? You're like, man, uh, I play O line. Like, I'm a really good run blocker. My pass blocking sucks, but I'm only gonna run block because that's what I'm good at, right? Like, isn't there some inherent thing? Is like, you wanna, you wanna like, at least like beef up a little bit your deficiencies like so you can be more well-rounded yeah and that was the thing when we first started talking about this and it was the way it was delivered in the very first webinar that i I believe the quote was people don't generally change over time and their weaknesses don't necessarily change and their strengths don't necessarily change and that's where i fundamentally disagree with that philosophy I think I, I given somebody an out. Right? I think we we uh, all I can't I don't change. I don't I change. We're all called to grow. I mean that, that's a that's a spiritual, it's a biblical thing. I mean, we're all trying to get a little better in some way every day, not because we're trying to buy our way to heaven, but just because it's the right thing to do. You know, I think that in some esoteric sense, that's what we're trying to do is just improve. Um and I look at myself, I mean, you guys gotta feel the same way. The the man that you were when you were 20 right? I mean, really reflect on that, your values, your beliefs, what you thought was right and wrong in the world. I mean, how much have you changed since then? How much have your priorities changed since then? Oh, I I say that all the time. Like every five years or so, you like, you look back and you kind of reflect like, where was I at? What did I think was good? What, you know, and like, dang, I mean, like, you look back at any given point in time, you're like, man, I kind of got this figured out now. And then, and then you reflect <laughs> back and you're like, dang, it's a lot I didn't have figured out, right? Totally. And so you just go, oh, I mean, that's the tough tough thing for me where you're like, well, oh, that's all right. It's just not my strengths, you know? But I, I think maybe that's the piece too that if you lead too hard on strengths, I think inherently that can lack some reflection on like where can i be better right so it's like i'm really good here that's what i've got and then what else i don't know that was my take on it i think there's good pieces to it it's good like there was good uh introspection for me um learner and achiever at the top of my top five and it bugs the shit out of me when somebody like doesn't want to be better at what they do like you just watch yeah. it day in and day out and you're like how do you not want to be like a little bit better <laughs> yeah like you're just doing this over and over you're on the on the rat race like you're on the wheel right like this is our career this is our job this is our profession this is our calling depending on how heavy you want to make it and like you just you don't want to be a little bit better like yeah. I got downtime. I I can't I can't watch any PD because I don't have any PD time left. Like, what? 
<laughs> what there's not like so that's like that was like my biggest takeaway like looking at my weaknesses because of my strengths like and how i lead and stuff irritates the shit out of me like honestly like i'm like how do you not want to be better how do you like we're gonna do this for 40 years how do you not want to be better um and then and it's just like but also reflecting and saying like yeah not everyone's wired that way and it doesn't do me any good to get pissed like it's not going to change somebody else's behavior but yeah is there another avenue i can take to like to foster that maybe based on their strengths you know, you know we all we all come from like team sports backgrounds we can reflect yeah. on that and i think it speaks very very clearly to leadership and um <clears throat> you know i we you know football is a great we, like we use football as an allegory for for team work too and yeah the ability like your running backs not gonna you know he's not gonna break 80 yard runs all the time without getting you know good blocking up front your quarterback doesn't have time to pass without that right yeah. um and I know here we go. I'm gonna go to wrestling now. And oh I gosh, have, but I'm grappling. But I, without getting in the weeds of wrestling, the fact that it is a really strong hybrid of individual individual performance mixed with team scoring, yeah. it, it lends itself very well to professional workplace. I, I feel responsibility taking, and I I think that when you go through that and you realize like. You, you know, for the large part, we can control what we can control, right? So my match, I can control that, right? But I can't control, like, if your two-way class is above me, I can't control your outcome. You know, other than preparing you in a practice, right? Working with you and trying to make you better there. But, um, like, you still have to trust in other people. And, and you got to rely on them for that outcome to happen. You can still, and, and the reason why I like it a little bit more, more than even like say football or, ba- or basketball, even as a team sport, it'd be oh, fun to talk to you, Jeremy, about it. Because watch it. Because <laughs> I, I think I think basketball, as much as anything, you could have one person take over a game, and completely like even more so than football, you could have one person just decide like, hey, I'm I'm taking over this game. We've seen that happen before in brief bouts. Um, football, you could still you could have an amazing talent, you know. Like Justin Jefferson get out and jump three dudes and catch it with one hand, right? And have no yeah. business making that catch just because he's a super freak. You know? Yeah. Even then, though the rest of his teammates sucked at their blocking. So there's pieces on that too, though, that like in basketball, like you rely on help defense. Like you're not just you you might be guarding in man, but you're trying to like scheme wise, you're trying to push somebody to the baseline because you have help there. So you can do what you're supposed to do. And it looks like you got beat, but it was like you pushed that to the other person and they weren't there. So, yeah, I agree. Individual outcomes, like you can probably change that a little bit more in basketball. But there's on the defensive side, a lot of that, like trust, like I did this because you were here. Right. And and that's like any team sport. Right. Like that's the the crux of it. That's why I'll always be a. A sports guy no matter what it is it's like yeah. discipline hard work communication trust like that's a big chunk of what it is and that's your professional job too yeah so yeah, absolutely yeah casey you got the you got the blue blockers back on uh, uh, yeah i was tearing up pretty good there it was a good conversation but uh it was starting <laughs> to get to me uh 
No, yeah, and I, I think too when you talk about sometimes I feel like leadership, like when we go to these summits, sometimes I feel like it's a lot of like how to be the best leader or how does all this fit into Casey Hansen as a person? Like focus yeah. on your strengths yeah. and this is how you interact with your team really well. But, you know, I was wondering too, like how, how hard do you lean on your team to go, hey, this person's the best person to go speak in public. This person's the best person to go to the fair. Like, you know, you know I don't, I have a hard time always leaning on that person because they're my strongest person in that. And if I don't give staff opportunities, how do they grow? You have to, how do they grow? Right. Like, so that's always tough too, to be like, man, you're, you're my marketing guy. Whenever I go meet a provider or something, either I'm going or you're going like, and I, I get the opposite end of the spectrum. I'm going to have staff where I'm like, Hey, I need you to go give a presentation on something. And they're going to be so damn uncomfortable. Like it's, they might get to the point where they're unsatisfied with their job, you know? So there is some of that back and forth that I struggle with too, is, how much opportunity to grow do you give people? Because like Jeremy said, bothers the hell out of you. Like there's a lot of people that don't want to grow. <laughs> yeah. You know, they're very happy to show up and work 40 hours. How do we bring them along? I think that's, but that's the, the wild thing. question for us as leaders. Like we we have to be asking and answering that question all the time. Yeah. Because yeah. we, we can't just throw our, I, I don't agree with that. And, and I know that it, I had a mentor still, is he still around? He would always say like, don't try to squeeze great out of good. And it speaks to what Jeremy's saying, what I'm hearing some of you, Casey, and that would just bother me. I'm like, well, we can't, I understand. I don't want to lose anybody. I hate, but I hate operating in fear either. Mm -hmm. Like if you're, if you're always afraid of losing somebody in this fear of like, well, they might walk out on you. Shit. It happens. But you you do, but you do have trends. You do have trends that you see where it's like, oh, Mm -hmm. People just constantly are like, eh, I'd rather work with this person than this person. But right? in the big picture of things, like if somebody if somebody is like a marginal or even lower end performer, we'll say lower end marginal, yeah. um, and then they're and on top of it, they're not willing to grow, they're not willing to step out, do things Casey's talking about. That's where I know I've talked to you guys about this. It's okay if they leave. It's okay to let them go find hmm. somewhere else. I think we yeah, just I right. just experienced that. Just experience that, and I'm like, we're going to be better. I know this sucks. Turnover does sting, and there's going to be a tight schedule and all that. But long term, it's going to be better. Yeah. <laughs> you know, then if you if you, if you try to hang on and like kowtow to like a low performer, make them feel good when it, when it's in it to me, I have to be honest and genuine. And if, I I just can't continue to tell somebody they're doing a great job when they're not. I feel like I'm lying. Oh. I'm lying to myself. I'm lying to them. I just can't do that. Yeah. I know my my facial expressions. Like, I don't hide it well. Like, if I'm happy or if I'm annoyed, I don't hide it well. So, um, I try to. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but, like, like you said, you're right. I mean, that's the piece, too. Like, you live in fear. Like, oh, man, what's this going to do to volume? And, uh, yeah, I mean some of those things are realities too, right? You lose a FTE in your, in a rural area, like shoot, even in Fargo, right? It can be tough to find the right fit. Um, but, sure. it, but it's also that other side of the coin where it's like, yeah, but in six months it could be way better too, oh. right? Like you always look yeah. at it. It's like, yeah, this is going to be bad, 
but it's like well it is bad already you know <laughs> and, and like it's so hard to with the unknown it's so hard to look at that and be like but this could be so much better you know um yeah and that's the like, challenge tie, tie it to some, you're, you're right in tying it to some christian leadership stuff that i've also been into lately and uh you know that that willingness to like what we're talking about is that trying your best to get comfortable in the storm yeah. like in whatever storm of life that you're in finding like we we're all wired especially high performers we, we're we're achievers we want to get out of there as fast as we can we're our yeah. goal is like how do i get through this storm as fast as i can and we forget that god put us there for a reason and it's like what like that whole thing what are you trying to teach me right this sucks it's painful but what am i trying to learn in this and then if you can do that and somehow find some comfort in the storm where you're like, you know what? This will pass at some point. It ain't that bad. Shit could yeah. be a lot worse. You know, there, there's yeah. things everywhere that could be a lot worse. Um, to your point, you get through it and six months later, it's like, wow, we're, we're a lot better. Even though we had to roll up the sleeves for a while, that was really difficult. Uh, taxing, what have you. Everybody was busy. Um, man, up to my uh, eyeballs. <laughs> up to your, yeah. Holy your plate was smokes. full. Your it was plate. so full. That sounds miserable right now to be I've up to my eyeballs and anything. Some... That's true. Uh, you're, but yeah, it's... <laughs> wet, mattery eyeballs. <laughs> like ghost eyes right now. Uh, oh my God, brother. <clears throat> well, it's I... like, even when... Even when things are going good, though, right? Like, you talk about the storm, right? Like, we've talked about that ad nauseum. But it's like, even when you have a good month, you're like, yeah, well, that's, we're already halfway through the next month. Now what? Right? Yep. Like, so it, it yep. can always, but it, celebrate, when you're on but that side of it, you can always feel like a storm, right? And, and you're right. Haven't tried, like, but what have I championed you the most over these last few years? Like, just enjoy it, though. I wish I would have yeah. enjoyed those things a lot more. Like, yeah, in it's a just, solo it's, ownership type of it's model. It's just a challenge in the thick of it to enjoy it, right? You know, it is. It, that's, like, the challenge is, like, to stop and, and like, have that perspective. That's, I don't one know. Of the, one of the great the challenge. One of the great all-time Tony Robbins quotes that I still I still like to lean on is, like, when he, he talks about the idiom of uh, someday we're going to look back and we're all going to laugh at this. And it's like, we have that ability as human beings. We're wired to understand and identify that, but yeah. yet we can't application we can't make the Yeah. We can't apply it. We can't make that connection to say, yeah, let's laugh about it. Now we're going to get through this, you know, and then we can laugh about it later too. But like in the moment, we're just so wired to fix it. You know, we're like, yeah. well, I got to fix it. And in order to fix it, I got to be, dialed in i gotta be like ultra serious and you know and you know what like and i do say this regularly to our patients sorry casey we're just freaking dominating you right out of this that's conversation okay. that's probably for the best today uh <laughs> but it's like honestly that's one of like besides getting somebody back to doing what they love to do that's one of my favorite things about this job is like meeting people all throughout the lifespan right and like when somebody's 87 and they're like wow what what other orthopedic surgeries have you had like ah, 13 i don't really remember when they happened you know one might have been yep. 17 years ago i don't know somewhere around there right and you look yeah. at that and and you see somebody in the midst of that and it's like whoa this is a big deal right 
Um, but then I try to apply it to myself too, right? Like that, that ownership side where I, I saw a good quote this week where it said, the only person or the only people that are going to remember in 20 years that you worked late are your kids. No, that hits heavy. And I was like, wow. It's like country music wisdom. You know, I'm kind of that. They like to, but it's like, you know, it's that idea too, though. Right. Like when you don't have peace in the storm, when we try to fix it, when we get so locked in on a problem, there's, there's other things that are so close to us that can suffer other things that are (laughs) so much more important than what we're doing day to day. Not saying that what we do is not important, but in the grand scheme of things, there's, there's always other jobs. There's always more patience. There's always, right. There's, there's always other stuff, but that would like that hit with me this week where it was like, wow, you know, you get so locked in and solving that problem. And it's like, well, Am I missing the forest for the trees? <laughs> yeah. Or am I throwing Another the baby out with the bathwater? No, you're missing the forest <laughs> for the trees for sure. I mean, doesn't sound doesn't sound like the ba- baby's at risk. Okay. Um, you're still good. nurturing good. that little baby. Don't worry. Good. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I think we could. I think we could do another pod on delving into the strength finders, though. Maybe yeah. and talking about that i mean that'd be kind of an interesting thing share share where i want to hear where you guys top five you know what connects with us yeah yeah i mean we can do do a top five reveal of our top five strengths i have it on a sheet somewhere (laughs) there was 20 things that they talked about (laughs) it got off the rails (laughs) yeah top five strengths and then yeah top five like 80s action sci-fi movies (laughs) <laughs> no, straight up Jeremy, Jeremy's alley. Too many top fives. <laughs> I, I was, uh, um, you know, and again, yeah. we can talk about that on a different pod. But it was interesting, like when they compared, like what your strengths, who you would really mesh poorly with. I was like, yeah, hmm, that that actually lined up quite uh, accurately to some of my experiences. I was like, huh, all right, yeah, I, I saw a couple. I saw That's a couple that did, and then there was a there was a couple that I was like, oh man, I kind of went. I get along with that person pretty well. Like, so there, yeah, some, uh, some that were right on the money and then some that were a little shocking. Yeah. <laughs> and I would say I was you pretty lied. lucky. Like pretty much everybody I deal with on a day or weekly basis was all like either neutral or good. So I was like, okay, that's nice. That's nice. So yeah, I, I really apparently, I, I don't get along with harmonizers. Hmm. Why do you hate harmony? Yeah, I don't know. I don't necessarily. Prefer I don't Discord, have any hate huh? for harmony. Sometimes it's nice to have some peace. In Discord. <laughs> yeah. Soak it in. Soak it in. Enjoy the harmony, Nick. Well, speaking of Discord, what bugs you in patient interaction? <laughs> <laughs> I got great. five things for you. Jeremy is just ah, he's cooking. <laughs> he's cooking with gasoline. Yeah. Yeah. This is what happens when I move into a quiet role and just let Jeremy shine, huh? I'm sorry. I just gotta go. I think we got a new producer. (laughs) Sixty-one episodes in, Jeremy. I'm sorry. Casey's just feeling. I'm so sorry for you, bro. I I wish you. I am too. I gave you the opportunity to grow, Jeremy, and you have taken it on wings. Thank you. Thank you. You're welcome. So before this, you would say he was weak. 
<laughs> he's grown uh, now. He had areas to improve. Well, 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 no, it was not his strength. It's going to be tough to put it back in the yeah. box, Casey. Yeah, that's Sorry. all right. <laughs> I'll, uh, I'll let you it's edit not his strength next. That we that's the next step. <laughs> Get to do the engineering. Well, Casey, do you want to take you you by by all means you jump back in take our take our viewers on this journey to the next step the top five uh yeah so today we'll talk uh top five i guess patient interactions uh that are kind of pet peeves for us or client Mm -hmm. interactions or however you guys want to look at it whether it's how you interact directly with the patients or maybe how the departments and the patients interact as a whole um probably be some obviously variability and in interpretation on this and what bothers us um yeah so it, it was interesting to think back on things because there are certain things for sure that you're like ah, oh, that is so annoying when they do that but but then like as i got to thinking about the list and i'm like oh i'm gonna have to talk about this in front of people i don't want to seem like a total butthole uh so i kind of went introspective a little bit on it too like how much of my pet peeves are created by myself? So I took those out. Uh, so oh, I definitely uh, leaned heavy. Uh, Bring a back way. the original list. Bring it back. Uh, you know, we need some Discord. I Where... think. I think my and I and I would say probably in the last five years, my pet peeve list has changed exponentially. Yeah, Nick, he's harmonizing right now. Yeah, he's. Oh, oh, I hate this guy. Yeah, grinding my gears. (laughs) But I do think a lot of like my early on pet peeves uh, in therapy with my patients. Anyways, now I look back on them and I'm like, oh man, like I probably got more frustrated with my patients than I needed to, or maybe didn't understand where they were coming from um, as I become more empathetic in my life. So definitely changed a lot. I think now most of my pet fees definitely just stem from, like, I think I would call it coming from a place of disrespect for myself, my staff, uh, and yeah. what we do, I think drives a lot. I of think my that's pet a lot. You hear that with mine too, but there's also some other just idiosyncrasies that, <laughs> that do still irritate me a little bit, especially when, when you're a, uh, we're all in time commitment type role and you're in a crunch and, and I'll get into that as we go. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, so my number five, uh, and this is one that probably does still stem from me a little bit. Like, there's things I could do to better this. Uh, I think that's part of the salesmanship of what we do a little bit and sell it is it, just like patients that really don't trust the process from start to finish, and you just can't find that way to sell that mm. or to make them believe in the process. Um, you know, hey, I try this exercise. No, I'm not going to do that. Mm. You're not even going to try it. Like, no, no, that's not going to work. How come? I just don't want to. You know, like, that's really tough for me. And I get that I probably haven't instilled enough value in them of what we do and made them buy it enough. But it's that one is so hard for me. Because it's like, man, you're not even willing to, like, just even have the conversation. Like, I can't even motivationally interview you because you're shut down so hard. Um you know, and typically those patients obviously don't sit around long and they look really good on your secure blue uh, numbers. Uh, so, yeah, uh, they're not all bad, but I think that one I still struggle with still bothers me like that. Uh, it's no, that that's a bad. I'm not going to do that. That's not going to work. Like, come on, try it. Just try. Like, wow. 
Yeah, that was a tough one for me. I haven't so, had that in a long time, but I, I've I've had that before, but it's been a long time, a long time. Yeah, yeah try. Well, I can like, go. I can, Yeah, go. I I can. That that I get what you're saying. Um. Okay, my number five is like habitual cancellations, and it's it's a twofold. It should almost be higher because it is twofold. Number one, obviously, I'm part of the patient. When it's the same patient who's, you know, habitually canceling, whether same day, the day before, whatever, they always have something come up or whatever. Um, that's that's irritating, obviously, because we we really value our time. Number the second part of this thing is like when when it's going back to my management days and still seeing it now, like when a therapist allows it to keep happening and they keep putting them on the schedule, and you're like, mm-hmm. Like, why are you doing this? They, you know, they always, you know, maybe it's too much empathy. And they're like, well, you know, they got this going on. They got that. Or you got a, yeah, or you got not... a built-in break. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, 90% I know. Of, I know. 90% of the time they, they cancel. <laughs> yep. Oh, it sucks to have this person on my <laughs> Better case. get them on three oh, times a week. Can't yeah. believe they just canceled. And you're just, and you're just like, well, and, and, you know, I've had some tough, I had a tough love conversation with a therapist and Marshall a few years back about that. They didn't, I don't think it really went over well, but it was like, you gotta, you can't just, I was pissed afterwards. You, (laughs) it was not you, it was not Jeremy. Um, But um, you know, it's like, well, you can't, you know, I, I understand everybody, everybody has a story, but if our job is to get people better in order for them to get better, they need to arrive. You know, and that, that's really as black and white as it gets. And if they're, if they're not willing to arrive and you are, and you're allowing it to happen, at the end of the day, they just don't value what you're doing. You know, so, so they don't really, you know, I don't know why you do, why you hang on, why you keep dragging it out. So that's my number five. I don't want to, I don't want to beat a dead horse um, too much on that <laughs> one. So I'll turn it over to Jeremy for his number five. Can you throw that baby out with the bat? That's not right. Um, my <laughs> my number five, I would say, is very, very uh, similar to Casey's. Um, like uh, patients that are completely shut off from the get-go. Um, my doctor told me I need to come fail physical therapy before da-da-da-da-da. Um, I need to do this, but I don't think you can get me better. I just need the MRI to know what's going on. Um, that's a tough one. Uh, and I would say for very much the same reasons, like if, you know, so much of what we do is, is, uh, predicated on collaboration. Like if, if somebody doesn't believe they can get better, are they going to get better? Probably not. Yeah. Um, but you, <laughs> but you try to create that buy-in and be like, you know, I, I've tried to, to change that, to look at it as a challenge where I'm like, I'm very confident I can get you feeling better in 12 visits, you know? Um, yeah, but you know, um, that's a challenge. That's a, that's a challenging group. So yep. that's my number five. Yep. Yep. So firstly, I, I like with, the, yeah. Oh God. It becomes a self-fulfilling prophecy, right? Yeah. Yeah. I do like the opposite end. Sometimes you get the patient that's like, hey, I don't think I really need to be here. Like, I think I can manage this on my own. I just have a few questions. And like, I love that patient. That patient was great. Like, I wish I got more of those. I feel like I get that very often. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. 
Yeah, I don't either necessarily in my setting, um, but it happens once in a while. And, you know, the direct self-referrals and things like that come in. God, I just have a few questions. I really think I can do this on my own with a good exercise program. Oh, you're awesome. Well, I love yeah. that. So <laughs> good work. <laughs> Not mad at all. Like uh, one visit. Uh, a secure keeper also loves this. So good work. Uh, <laughs> my number my number five. Um, I'm going to kind of maybe piggyback a little bit off of what Nick said. Um, not so much the the no-showers, the cancelers, because I do, and Nick, you said this too, they, they, they probably don't value what you're doing when they're no-showing and canceling. So again, I, I kind of look in on myself and go, what did I, you know, I should have maybe done something a little different from the get-go. Had that conversation, like you have to arrive. Like you have to be here. You have to be involved. Um, for me, what's a real pet peeve is the just the late patient. Like 10, oh. 15 minutes late every time. They still show up, <laughs> you know, and they come in and they go, oh, uh, I was running on time. I don't know what happened. Well, that always happens. Like, you know, to the point where like Bowling. you schedule them 15 minutes early, you, like you tell them. We, they clump. One gal is sticking in my mind out of Marshall. <laughs> Many, oh, man. Yeah, I know. Uh one gallon it like literally it was like 30 minutes late every time like it was almost like you're trying to be here 30 minutes late because you arrive 30 minutes late every time like there's no this happened i got caught up in traffic um it's wild yeah i feel like you get two there's like the person that constantly apologizes and makes up a story and then Mm -hmm. there's the other person that owns it well you know i'm always late (laughs) <laughs> let's get to going like and, and both of them bother me so much more than the no-show canceler like as a manager i hate the no-show canceler more obviously um because yeah. the gaps and the scheduling and stuff but just like from a pet peeve personal standpoint i hate the late person way more because that's just pure disrespect for my time uh, uh, there's no other yeah. like you obviously like value it you're coming you're scheduling um you value it to a point, probably not as much as you should. There still is a part of that. Um, mm-hmm. But like literally just disrespecting my time and my, my patient's time and my secretary's time. And like, it's just a hundred percent disrespect thing that really bothers me. So yeah, that's my number. Uh, four. I love, I love Eight red patients. ass Casey. We gotta, we gotta get a He's little red. Oh, I love it. Aggressive. Darn upset. Yeah. Three to go. I can't go. I can't go much hotter without spoiling anything. Um, <laughs> well, my my number four is. Uh, and this is not. I want. I want to be very very clear. This has zero to do with dementia patients, so it's not dementia patients. But what's uh, your normal general tread healthy, lightly, cognitively healthy um, adult outpatient who comes in and asks you the same questions about their injury every single session. <laughs> and they want it like, why does it hurt when I do this? I'm like, okay, like I've said, you know, nine times before, this is the mechanism of why this happens, you know, or why does it bother when I create internal rotation with adduction and impinge my shoulder? <laughs> well, probably stop doing that because it's not good for your shoulder. Um, but regardless of how many times, another one's like healing, like how long, how long is this going to take? Right. And it's like, well, I don't exactly have the perfect answer for it, you know, and um, it's like, to me too, it's like, I, I get it. I, I've been a patient myself, but I at least understand like 
not everybody's going to have those answers on like healing and how long is it going to take. And then additionally, it's like, where's the retention of what we're talking about? Because it feels like we've had this conversation again, eight, nine times before, you know, they don't have your memory though, man. Zip it. That's bothering me. (laughs) It's a straight. That's my number four. You just say like photographic memory. Repetitive questions each visit. Like yeah, the, the superficial learner, right? Like, yeah. It, Don't and, really care about this. But you tell them, right? Like, I well, this is good why. Questions. Oh, okay. Yep. Yep. You yep. know, like, you, does that make sense? Yeah. Yep. <laughs> like, you know, they just don't take it in. And then, like, um, three days later, they're back and they're like, same, same exact thing, you know? Yeah. Yep. That, that is a tough patient, too. And you, yeah, you look at, where they're at on the whole contemplation and change cycle, right? Like they're just stuck in this, like, I think I want to change, but I don't really know if I want to do the pieces to change. <laughs> like that's, that's a tough place to be. And there are not no. many of them out there. I mean, I, I feel like, I feel like the majority of patients, um, you know, it's easy to connect with, and, but, but <laughs> they're, they're out there and they stick There's out a- and I got, I actually had one yesterday, so I had to move this up to my list. Um, where every time I've been in Albert Lee, it's like the same exact conversation. It feels like you're in like a weird time loop, right? Yeah, <laughs> Maybe you are. What if you are? Just like every time, it's like, didn't we have this conversation last week? The with simulation week glitching. before. You know, now, are you doing before? RTM with this patient so they can text you every day? Ooh, you should be. Hey Nick, no. why's my shoulder hurt? No. Uh, see Maybe previous text. It's simple. Yeah. 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 Uh, it's it, like for me and when the nature, I'll use a very easy example. How does dry needling work? You know? No one knows. Uh, what's the mechanism? Right? <laughs> Nobody knows. So why don't you remember that? <laughs> oh, let me point you towards the All podcast. Right, yeah. points. <laughs> yeah. You should listen to her. Yeah. Listen to her. Pod. <laughs> well, the person uh, that came up with that was an astronaut. <laughs> sorry. <laughs> <laughs> So we said this could extend to to staff as well, right? Yes, yeah, um, yeah. But it's got to be so patient care related, clinical. It is, yeah. uh, and and it it's it's probably the other side of the coin on cancellation no shows, um, where you know you will have that habitual person. But we talk a lot about hey, let's walk this person up. Hey, before the end of their treatment, hey, great work. We'll see you on Tuesday at nine. Good job. We'll see you then. You know, hand them off to the front desk. Hey, good work. We'll see you on Tuesday, right? Um, mm-hmm. And it just happened the other day too, where it was like um, somebody called, like no show, and they're like, "Oh man, I thought it was on Friday." And um, it was just brought up, like, "Hey, this this is why it's really important, uh, you know, to to hit them a number of times with it too. Like, just the likelihood that they they fall off if they're engaged in their care is much lower, right? Yeah. And it was like. I don't I mean, sometimes we just forget. Sometimes we just forget. And Jeremy, and that, didn't like, like when that you talk answer. about <laughs> when you talk about like a patient not valuing your time, I can't believe how many times I've had to have that conversation with like us. Like, do we value what we do? Ah, they missed. Whatever. Yeah, but they might it's want good. they might want that hour off. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> you don't give them any set breaks. Of course, they're doing it. You don't yeah. approve PTO famously. Yeah. You said this. 
<laughs> yeah, D nine. That's probably that's probably why. One hour of vacation. You value your time while you were there. Yeah, give PTO all the time. But no, yeah. it's just like <clears throat> that's like one of the craziest things. I mean, like, and everybody I've hired has been a new grad. But I'm like, holy smokes! If there's any new grads out there, freaking value what we do because if we don't, why would we ever expect anybody else to? Right. That's true. Why would we ever expect anybody else to value what we do if we don't first? So nah, they just forgot. It's not a big deal. I just forgot. Yeah. It's not a big deal. So, so my number four yeah. is just a general lack of accountability or caring. Okay. So. That's that's fair. <laughs> that, that fits with our leadership discussion. Uh, Casey, right. what's our what's our top three look like? Uh, top three. Ooh, uh, dun, dun, yeah. dun. My number three uh, is patients that continually look for like more and more providers to like to add to the team, and that that can play oh. off of like the buy in a little bit too. Um, where it's like, well, yeah, you know, they start you don't with need therapy. Anybody else? Not Casey. Well, and it's not so much that. Like I expect people to have a care team, but. You know, they'll start with physical therapy and then it's take care of all your needs. Um, but then they'll be like, well, all you know, I just, I started a new massage therapist. I started a new chiropractor. You know, I, I, I went to acupuncturist oh. like, um, oh yeah, you know, I, I went and checked out, you know, a different provider. I did doing this. Whole and they're all new. They're all new or does it bother yeah, you? Like all new, all new okay. since you've like started the case, like within a three week span, they keep trying new stuff without really giving anything like time. So it's so yeah. hard because you don't know what's working and you don't How know. How do you what's... handle that? How do you well, handle that? I think that? I have that clear conversation with them. I try to, you know, it's like, if you're going to throw a million darts at the dartboard, you know, it's going to be really hard to know what's working, what's not, you know, yeah. you're stressing yeah. yourself out Perfect. by setting up eight, nine appointments in a week. Like, why don't we just give this some try? Give yourself some free time to focus on your home exercises and the stuff we talked about, some breathing meditation. Let's just focus really, like really give this thing your 100% attention and move on. And sometimes that works and sometimes it doesn't. And it's so hard. Um, and then a little piece of that too is the patient that comes in with like this huge care team and it, and everybody's given them different information. And we've talked about yeah. that, you know, from a pain standpoint, everybody's given them a different story. And when you try to educate them, well, my doctor said this, my Cairo said this, like, no, I'm not going to do that because my chiropractor said that was bad for my back. So I'm not going to do that part of your session. Or, oh, the doctor said just exclusively ice, you know, I'm not going to put the heat on that you want to put on or, you know, like that's so hard. Yeah. Like you're here let's try this thing. Really believe in me. Um, again, and that's part of the sales thing. You know, there's a little look back on me with that, but I think those are tough patients too. So look yeah. into my that, quarter zip. That, yeah. No, you're look into my quarter oh. zip. Does this help you <laughs> get rid of your massage therapist? Oh, it oh might. there's a t-shirt. It might. That. Oh, it might. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, that, that's, that's a really good thing. You got you added a little, um, I get, I guess, a little specificity too with like the new provider thing. Mm. It's an awesome segue though, because my number three is actually when they're all trying to see um, different providers concurrently, and and you know, like they'll come in and then be like, "Well, I just like this one that I had today just just 
today for her back. I've seen her for her back. Um, good maintenance plan. But she tripped and fell. And, you know, she's like, well, went in and saw her Cairo right away for her knee. Because, you know, and, and uh, but then also respected me enough to like want to know my opinion on it. However, like, you know, the feedback is a little contradictory. And um, what I was seeing, you know, I'm like, well, it's a contusion. You know, there's really no, nothing else going on here. Uh, looks good, you know. And, oh, yeah, he he popped it back into place. And I'm just like, dear Lord, what was out of place here? I mean, <laughs> did you have a patel or something? Like, say, like, I don't think you were walking. I mean, just these things that yeah. that maybe that's a slight different pet peeve anyways, is the knowledge base on like how severe an injury is. And then like always feeling like they have something off. Um. And that, that's tied to this, right? But it's also like, well, I'm gonna. You spoke to it too, Casey. It's like, how muddy do we want the waters of your care to be? You know, like, do we want to really know what's working, or do you want to keep throwing all these darts at the board? Um, and you know, you're gonna leave here, and then, you know, um, pa patients are getting better though. I, I've had a quite quite a few though that want to know, like, hey, shit. I normally go to my Cairo. I see him like every other week or whatever. Should I, should I hold on that? I'm like, yeah. I'm like, you can get back into it later if you feel good. But like, while you're coming here, let's just put a pause on it for now. Um, and let's see if what we're doing is effective. I said, I, I, and I, I like, and I'm pretty honest. I'm like, I want to hold myself accountable and I want to know if what we're doing is effective for you. Mm -hmm. Um, but yeah, when they're, when they're not willing to do that and they just want to, you know, see everybody and everything. And it's like, how am I a massage therapist? Should I go see them? I'm like, well, it's not going to hurt. Go ahead. You know? So. That's my number three, and it's pretty much tails right off what you said, my man. Good choice. Good choice. Jeremy? Um, well, we, we, uh, we talked about this a little earlier today, um, so I don't know if it made anybody else's list, but as far as um, uh, patient care between providers – um a challenge for me is like kind of more of a tribal uh mentality um i've seen very very few uh clinicians that go down a certain path um have the ability to have independent clinical decision making um and that's been a challenge for me um when you can't you know when you can't look beyond what this book says or what this training told you and evaluate that individually. Um, that's really a challenge for me. Oh, yeah. That's my number three. I mean, <clears throat> drink that especially when you're trying, <laughs> no, nah, especially when you're trying to share think. patients. Would you like you to know, call somebody out specifically? I don't, I don't, I don't feel the need to, I, you know what, I, I've, I've seen it almost in every tribe, man, like in, uh, you know, like, I don't know if I've said this on here or not, like, that's one thing I appreciated about, I'll give EIM a shout out, like, uh, it was Jason Rodigero, uh, first person I ever saw at a, a weekend intensive, and he had, man, alphabet soup behind his name of different uh, certifications and things like that, and yeah. And it, like, it, it just like stuck with me. He goes, you, what, are, what is all this? Like what's behind my name? And he asked like the crowd, Oh, you know, CSCS, OCS, like FAMPT, uh, this, that, the other thing. And he's like, what I see, you're right. But what I see is like clinical incompetency and like 
I always felt like I needed the next this to finally know what was going on, man. If I hit yeah. a level one course, I needed to hit a level two course. Um, yeah. And again, I would say that too uh, for new clinicians, like, holy smokes, like be an independent thinker. But then, yeah, <laughs> we, have our, we have our do doctorate. It? We have our doctorate for a reason. Like evaluate, like, like really evaluate the information you're taking in and like synthesize it, compare it to what you've learned to what you see uh, and just maintain independent thinking. That'd be my ask for any PTs, any young mm -hmm. PTs that are out there um, because it's like anytime we think we've got it figured out and I feel like that's where all tribes end up we have the way i'm like man you're so far off the freaking path in in most cases like it's my my take my hot take yeah, so, i find it so interesting when yeah you nailed it on the head but when that last bit you talked about like if, if something was the way we would know. why wouldn't we all know it why wouldn't we right? all know it like you could ask we didn't like pay a 15 new grand to we didn't pay 15 grand to get the cert yeah. go, go out on the street and ask somebody walking by like who's the most famous physical therapist kevin wilk they're gonna not give you an answer because no physical therapist has been successful enough to be that famous like we haven't figured it out we're still That's working a, on there's it. another there's a whole nother lady just figuring <laughs> this out brother it's it's like the fact that we we undervalue who we are out there. Like, I get that part. Selling our shit. Like, but if John Barnes was really that good, or if I, I, I even if McKenzie's was that good, like this would be stuff on the news. This would be things people talk about. Like, yet these people go to these courses and go, "Man, I can't believe I've been like the whole profession is missing out on this secret of how to get people better." Right. And then they go back to the clinic okay, and so they're like, it's all into that to missed it. You've all let's missed go down it. The, let's go down this rabbit trail. Who who is that for any other healthcare profession? But I mean, at least you Dr. know. Oz. <laughs> oh, come on. <laughs> right? But I mean, there I mean, are who, people. There isn't. It just doesn't exist because human beings are so broad, so drastically different. But you are going to say, like, there are certain hospital systems that employ some of the best surgeons in the country. You know, there are. Why are they the best surgeons? How are you? Because our outcomes are the best. But, you know, I I don't know necessarily. We don't believe. Or they work outcomes. with the most difficult cases, or <laughs> we um, don't believe in. Do you think they come? Do you think any of those patients arrive with a bias because they're being told that? Yeah, maybe potentially. Um, uh, you of all guys, I. But know you do at that. some point. At some point, you do have to have outcomes to create a bias, right? Yeah, but at you can. Some point, there has all to. Know you can manufacture those outcomes. You can yeah. slant them. You can bias them. You can. You can. But is is anybody is anybody coming at it and being like, because your patient Casey, is telling? I'm is, I'm actually a hundred percent supportive of what Casey said. Like nobody, in, in, but it's bigger than therapy. I don't think anybody knows the way on shit. Well, yeah. <laughs> I, <don't> think, <laughs> I mean, you're not wrong, it's, right? It's, Nothing's it's, perfect it's because if they did, because you 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 said a brilliant line. Because if they did, we'd all, all know it. We would all know it. Instead, there is there's tribalism in therapy. There's tribalism when it comes to like different ways to do a scope. You know, but, there's tribalism when it comes to open versus arthroscopic. 
Um, there's tribalism within chiropractic. Chiros, maybe, maybe they are the most uniform, but yet they have active <laughs> versus passive versus subluxation theory people. Um, activator. activator. What was that activator what that symbol people, was whatever the fuck that is. Concerned right away. <laughs> what was going on? All right. So uh, I love what you, you're saying though, because I'd we, we got to keep point growing, point. keep learning, figure it out. But yeah. But I don't know if we ever will because people are so drastically different. And some people, we've I've said this before. I there's maybe another pet peeve. People don't want to get better. Some people don't. Yeah, there's some of that. Yeah, I just uh, yeah, I wish people would just think about that when they go to these courses. Like, do you really think if this guy was so successful, everybody that comes through the door is you know better? Like, you think that. Uh, I shouldn't pick on John Barnes. It's just the name that comes to mind. You think John Barnes spends these weekends <laughs> teaching people? Uh, He's not going to sponsor our. That's okay. <laughs> Brought to you by shoot khaki shorts, khaki and shirts Oysters everywhere. Yeah. Jay Z um, pennies, Jay Z pennies. Oh, darn it! <laughs> but you know these Way guys go, were Casey. so good. You uh, know, I don't. They'd be so busy, so rich, so you know, so well known that like. Wouldn't be out there doing this stuff. Don't tell me they're doing it all the kindness of their heart. Like they found a system that kind of works that they can sell to people, you know. And that's the crappy reality of it. I mean, there needs to be continuing. Yeah, and I, get it, and I but... think some of it comes from a place where they truly believe it, you know. Like yeah, where they true maybe they truly believe. It, but yeah, I think there's also some some crap that some st- stigmas or some dogmas that people just adhere to too too much. Well, who are we at? Are we at Casey's yeah, two? two? Yeah, my number, number two. two. Uh, to segue off Jeremy's. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> segue off Jeremy's a little bit. Mine's a little, again, more maybe patient care than therapy care, although I would admit Jeremy's is the reason it's a problem. But uh, the, <laughs> the patient that is really stuck on, like, my old therapist did it this way. Like, and no matter what you do, like, if you don't at least incorporate some of that you're never going to get better and they're going to keep asking for it. Uh, you, you know, my last, before, th- man. my last therapist uh, always did ultrasound on my back afterwards and it felt a lot better, you know, and it, it's such a hard conversation to have to be like, well, your last therapist, we don't have bad. the machine. We don't have the machine. <laughs> yeah. I mean, uh, yeah. machines broke. You know, I, I get it a lot with like pelvic alignment all the time. Well, like, it's such a hard conversation. It shouldn't <laughs> be, but you don't know. You, you, have it. you definitely don't want to like, totally crap on them either because like they didn't know any better you know they they, they're believe what they were sold but you know i see it all the time with modalities and then with like alignment all right you're not even gonna check my hips it's like well we watched you move you know it looked good no but i mean you you're gonna put my hand you know your hands on me and watch me march and decide where my out flare is or my upslip is okay tell me about Uh, the nominate yeah, uh, yeah. Rotating all oh, counter-nutated for sure. It's like, well, you know, how are you ever going to be it. effective if you don't know which way it's rotated? God, that pelvic ring is so mobile. It yeah. just moves right. everywhere. It's so I think everywhere. that that patient is uh, to me frustrating because it's like a Rubik's do... cube. <laughs> it's like a Rubik. <laughs> you just like yeah. there's so many things to correct here, and you're just so stuck on that, like. Oh, you do a muscle energy technique to put it back into place. Yeah, then you're going to go and go up the stairs and literally use the same muscles in the same fashion. 
and it's like if that was enough to put it back in, that sure would be enough to put it back out. That's not how the human body works. Yeah, well, you're supposed to tell them to avoid stairs for 24 to 48 <laughs> hours <laughs> after that. I mean, there's um, just different things like that. that people but yeah, that's just that one or... example of that, you know, and like I said, modalities, you know, like, well, the ultrasound seems to be the thing that really worked last time. And it's like, oh, man, these, you know, and you don't do it. No, like, counterclockwise. You know, they counterclockwise. Come back next time. It's like, good. it's a little better, but, you know, I think the ultrasound would really help a lot. Oh, I'm going to do it. Like, you know, it's so tough to be like, Get don't, over it. Get we don't over have it. one. We don't have a functional ultrasound unit. Yeah, and that, that that's an easy one. But some of the yeah, like the hands-on techniques, I think those are harder because they. Well, I don't I've have hands. Okay, so can I? I've lied and said just, that before. What if you? I've lied and said that before. What if you just lied before? and were like, "Oh yeah, you look level." That's what I do. Yep. You do. <laughs> yep. You look level. Oh, you look great. Uh, I do that all uh, the time. I'm like. Be- Looks good. Now I will. I want. I want to throw. I. I don't want to turn this into a pelvic, you know, a SI debate. But yes, I you do. do. <laughs> I have seen. I, I think there's value to that with like pregnancy related changes. Because I have. Might I, be have in the I have. I have seen case. that with certain patients, and there's. there's that might actually be the some only good, case. There's pretty good literature that supports it. I, that's what I said, Jeremy. <laughs> the caveat, my man. Well, I'm not sitting here yelling at pregnant women. Nick. No. <laughs> clarify. Cuss. I can't even be around them right now. So you get, we're already four into this. We're getting I, real upset now. <laughs> wow. Peep, peep. The nature of the beast. <laughs> yeah. Look what yes. you've done to us. Yeah. What a fun. I knew this would happen with this top five. Arr. All right. My number two is this is more when it comes to dialoguing with therapists, um, whether they're whether they're younger therapists, even veterans. And they seem to have a high volume or nearly 100% of a caseload that's challenging patients. And that's whether it's used as like a cop, number one, just a cop out to not like handle their shit and their responsibilities that they need to do during treatment. Um, that's that's kind of a kind of chaps my backside a little bit. But number two, when it, when it comes to like making everything bigger and more important than it needs to be, like I have this incredibly challenging caseload, you know, and, and uh, it's just, it's just tough. It's just tough. And, it, and it's like, it turns into, again, it can turn into a self-fulfilling prophecy and you can start making these patients a lot more challenging than they necessarily are. Because they're counter Yeah. Uh, and then they, then they walked out, went upstairs. And you told them not to. I yeah. told them not to do Well, stairs. no wonder you feel like hell. I saw you stride a little too far in that parking lot. What were you thinking? Why are why are my photo scores better? Just... Yeah, I think it's and that's and that's you may there's somebody use two examples from the, the clinician to clinician thing. It, number one was outcomes when we're analyzing photo, and it's like, wow, I just I see all these complicated, challenging patients. It's like, okay, bullshit. Um, and then number two, like, well, I don't want to, I can't do all my documentation like point of service because I got challenging patients. Oh, geez, who the hell doesn't anymore? Mm-hmm. Right? Like that's the world. Every, we live you in know, now. it's a big piece of what we what we see, um, regardless. And you gotta stop using that as your cop out, you know. See or start seeing the world a little differently. So that's my number two. Number two? Seems more like a challenging coworker patients. pet peeve than a patient pet peeve. 
<laughs> I said I said it can apply. I said it applies to patient care. What are you trying to giggle about over here? Put your friggin' blue blockers back on. <laughs> Bruce. Don't mind if I hand. Come you're on. getting out of hand, Bruce. Come on, Brucey. <laughs> That's it. Oh. Ooh, oh, he's looking is. sexy. He's back. He's back. Yes. <laughs> he we couldn't some, hear us. We need some cool your jets. Cool your jets. Straighten up for that hair. All right. Oh, Anywho, um, I, I think that's how he sounds. I have no my, idea. If I'm gonna be honest. I don't even. I don't know. That was Murphy Brown's <laughs> interior decorator. <laughs> oh, that guy. Yeah, from Independence Day. And uh, yeah, Mrs. Doubtfire. Yeah, Mrs. Doubtfire, the brother. Yeah. Yeah. I better call my mother. Oh, it's like I thought I better not call my mother. You know, it works a lot better when your voice matches how the lips are moving. Yeah. <laughs> oh. I'm gonna go to my number. Solid. I'm gonna do my number two now. Okay. Um <laughs> <laughs> so uh a really challenging uh patient interaction for me is when uh you can be working with a patient, uh probably the aforementioned, like, man, I got I got 12 visits and then I'm getting this MRI. And you see um, good functional and objective improvement, um, shoulder range of motion, neck rotation, whatever it is. Um, and they're like, <laughs> pain is really mild, right? Like maybe it's not completely gone, but they're doing so much better than they came in. And then they're like, uh, no, time to get the MRI. We're cutting off therapy. I need surgery um gosh and that just happened not that long ago um and we're seeing the patient again and she said i didn't know what surgery i was even getting and i feel worse and now you're starting up that hill again um so that 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 challenge of that like hill? value Ooh. right like you you sit and educate hey this is where we're at this is where this is where we were this is where we're at this is where we want to be we're like just boom 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 need surgery and it's like well why am i not better uh you know um that's just that's a challenging one for me um very much where you feel like you can educate until you're blue in the face and try to demonstrate and like this is what we're doing but uh they don't really latch onto it or, or, uh, just, we get kind of trumped in that, uh, hierarchy and like, well, why, my why surgeon we said not? I need, so my surgeon said I need surgery. So that's what it is. Why is our opinion? I'm just going to ask you guys, why is our opinion on musculoskeletal orthopedic dysfunctions valued so much lower than an orthopedic surgeon? Why do you guys think that? Go out on the street, <laughs> ask a random person who the most famous PT is. Uh, for <laughs> I guess your answer, like, there's just probably nobody in our profession that's stood up and had a loud enough voice. Like we, I don't know. At least in America, we've never had a celebrity. We've never had um, who's that a huge Stefania Stefania Bell, James Andrews. You hear that name? Well, a James, lot, right? he if you follow sports, yeah. Yeah. 
But, but I'd say like pain, that. But your back pain patient who's having surgery, like the one you're talking about, like they're same with they probably you don't know, know what James Andrews is. Yeah, I mean, in in popular culture, I'd say like like Stefania Bell on ESPN, like she'll talk through like she's board certified, like she'll talk through injuries. But I do find that yep, it's like yep, very sure. rare. Like it'll be like an anatomical like breakdown, but it's very rare that she gives like a treatment opinion. Like she might be like, ah, it's going to be six weeks until they're back, you know, but it's, um, ah, maybe you'd say that's a treatment opinion. Um, but it's usually in, usually in that case, it's like, well, she's, he's going to be evaluated by, you know, this surgeon and then we'll see. You know, and then we'll see what the outcome is. You know, but it, I, I maybe it's, it's not even a famous voice, but there like, you go. There's there's TV shows like right ER, uh, whatever. All those things. Those so sociologically, it's but, just out there. It's in the zeitgeist. It, it creates like belief structure. Belief, right? Yeah, yeah. For years, it's like, well, my grandpa had surgery, and and it's amazing how many people come into your maybe to your point, Jeremy, or maybe it's different. I don't know, but how many patients have come in with their stories of of loved ones and themselves who've had really shitty outcomes from surgeries, but yeah, I need that's another the one. answer. That's Nick, the answer. I need, was, I need my seventh. There was one patient. I think it was like 18 surgeries before 40 and they came in and they basically were like, yeah, but you can't do anything for me because I need another surgery. And it's like, how, how are we evaluating success? <laughs> like, yeah. was anything that you did before successful? What do you think? The answer is no. You had five back surgeries. I need the sixth. That'll be it. That'll fix it. And how do we allow it to keep that? All right, we're off track here, but I agree. I think we're all in agreement here that this stuff just gets. I mean, there's a population that just needs to be like sat down and and really explain some cold hard truth. Yeah. But yeah, there's always another provider you can run to. If you didn't like that truth, you're like, well, it's not my truth. I'm going to go find another surgeon who will slice it into me yeah but that that's where i think it is important to educate about outcomes I, i'll say that all the time too yeah, like yeah man there's no perfect pt there's no perfect i mean like there's when no I perfect acupuncture down, I mean, like some existential ability to like just in the whole world of universal health care if it ever got that way and maybe there are stop gaps like that that do exist in places like canada where they're just like, like no you do not qualify for another surgery. There it didn't are. work before. It's not going to work. You're too again. old. You're too old for surgery. Well, yeah, that's stuff. Too and then, fat. But I would argue, dude. I would argue those patients do fine. Dude was telling me in uh, in in a lot of times like, um, gosh, like, and this when, is when anecdotal. I, I didn't double check. When I say they're doing fine, I mean they're like like mentally they do fine with it. Like yeah, you know, told me my rotator cuff's torn, but. Since I'm 79, they don't really repair that. And I'll, and here they are. They're like, yeah, I'm like to here. Like, great. We can work with that. Yeah. Yeah. I'll go with it. Yeah. You're right <laughs> on the age. Maybe that's our start. But they need to have some cap on surgeries, too. Yeah. All right, Case, we're on a numero uno. Number one. Uh, yeah. <laughs> My number one pet peeve. Uh <laughs> Really He's struggling, bro. <laughs> is uh the just the entitled patient? I think that one bothers me more than anything. I, I think that again, that goes beyond then disrespect for my time, but that just disrespects everybody. Um, I need to get in today. I need to see Casey today. Well, he's booked. 
let me talk to him. <laughs> like, that's not going to change anything. You know, that, uh, you know, well, can't you move somebody? Like, I get patients call, ask that. We'll just move another patient over. I'm not going to move another patient over for you. You know, um, and then they just kind of expect everybody to, you know, bend over backwards for them. And I, I think that, like, everybody here hurts. Everybody here is busy. Everybody here has got stuff going on. Like, the patient that just thinks they're better than everybody else and deserves special treatment, just that really, really bothers me. And uh huge pet peeve. Uh, Is and it I correlated hate... to socioeconomic status? Not all the time, actually. Um, oddly enough, I find the hugest correlation to be like involvement in the medical field at some point. <laughs> yeah. um, oddly enough, uh, whether it was nurses doctors um well you say we run too tight of a ship to do that you might have had gaps in your schedule but we don't well and it's that that's what i'd say that (laughs) tough love of like you know i mean yeah i I appreciate that you feel this is important you got to get in but like you got your exercises if you know your schedule is going to be that tough like make sure you schedule yourself accordingly uh it's just a tough patient to deal with and like i said then they always want to talk to you or like you know, tell your TSR, well, get them on the phone. Like, then you get on the phone. You're like, oh, sorry, we're busy. Like, we can't put you in. <laughs> like, um, you know, it's tough because it, you don't want to be like, well, I'll just stay late. Sometimes if it's like an emergency situation, I'll stay late for yeah. a patient. Don't mind at all. But if you're just like, hey, I got a hair appointment at eight. You need to get me in this afternoon instead. Like, ah, I'm not going to bend over backwards for that patient because I think there's some behavior there that's negative and toxic anyways. Um, and I'm not like a huge believer in keeping toxic patients in the clinic. If, you know, they continue to be toxic. There's some value in that too. So I, I find them to be the most toxic. So they make everybody miserable. Well played. So that's my number one. Your boss, man. Okay. All right. I see everybody. <laughs> Your boss. Your boss. He's just, I need to get he's, more bossy. He's red ass today. I feel yeah, bad for him. Is. This is not our normal case. No, and then the top five didn't help him. Didn't he pull said him before? No, he said before he was a little bit, a little bit more on the edge. So I should have no. I when I heard that we should have scrapped it and went with like a more colorful top five. Well, I like we should have. It's went not like I told wrestling. you ahead of time. I mean, it's not like you I wish failed I me. Known. I feel bad. I feel bad. Our listeners, life they, they goes on. Ha- they know Casey's a happier guy. <laughs> yeah, typically. Yeah. Well, my my number one's been said already. Um, Casey described it pretty pretty darn well, and it's the habitually late arriving patient. Um, <laughs> Ooh, that's number one. That's, that's my number one. one. Um, and it's and apparently I do. I like the way you put it. Apparently, I dislike it. Um, more than I dislike uh, the cancels and no shows because it is my number one, um, <laughs> and, and because it, and it and really I had one person um, on caseload very recently who you know embodied this to a T. Um, I think it's our six or seven visits for a shoulder, and every single time, including from eval to discharge, she was. 10 to 20 minutes late, somewhere in that window. Regardless of how many times I reminded her of her appointment and when the next one was, she just, and it's just such a freaking reminder disrespectful call. day. And reminder calls. Text. She's, Put them both on. And she showed one. No apology. I think I think one time 
I think there was one time where she acknowledged it and she's <laughs> like, oh, you know, it's hard to get here. And I'm like, okay. And, and I said, we'll just, um, I said, I know next week we're at two. Will that still work for you? Will 2 PM still work for you? You know? <laughs> yeah. 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 It does. And then next week it's like two fifteen. It's like, okay. You know, and, and I don't, maybe we don't need a full hour, whatever, but <laughs> however, it's the fact that it's just a complete dick thing to do. Like when you, when you do it routinely, be an adult, like, you know, be a human. I don't, yeah, yeah. be an adult. And you've been allowed <laughs> to slide like your whole life, apparently. Um, but again, in this case, there was actually no excuses. Like I get what you're saying, Casey, but most of the time people are, they just, they just haven't grown up and they can never get their shit together. So they're yeah. habitually running late, but, but the people who are just like, well, and maybe it's that, maybe that's entitlement too. That's like, well, it's, I'm just going to show up and they're going to freaking see me. And that's mm-hmm. just it. You know? It's on us to think that like increasing age means that you're not a child anymore. I was, I tell you it's what, on us. I'm going to leave it with us. this. I want to leave this <laughs> and I'll turn it to Jeremy. I was dang close probably like second to last visit because the last one you're like all right she's done yeah. i don't have to worry about this crap anymore. but the second to last one i'm thinking to myself when when she was i think that one was like 20 minutes late and i'm thinking at like quarter after i'm like ready to go up front and be like just take it off like if she shows up tell her uh, i'm out right she can't get in i'm like ah that's you know that's because like, you don't show. that's because you don't own the clinic anymore <laughs> cancel them all five Just minutes you're done no no i decided no i didn't do that jeremy i thought about I know. it but i didn't I'm like, i know you wouldn't oh man and then and then she shows up and by, by the time we're done it's like oh i'm so glad i came in and it's really helping and you're like oh, okay you know? <laughs> yeah. uh, uh, you're fine why aren't you on time though all right. We'll see you next week at one forty-five. <laughs> Wink. Yeah, two o'clock. Old trick. Yeah. Inevitably, um, any time I've ever done that is the one time they show up. Actually, time. Jeremy, you might remember. <laughs> Jeremy might remember this. We did this with a patient, and then they finally showed up like early, on time, on time early, and they were pissed. That's they the one like, I was thinking about. Yeah, um, you remember that one? Yeah, that was such a <laughs> mess. And it's like, are you, you're serious. You're going to get pissed at us. You're like eight visits into this. You've never arrived on time ever. So we, so we booked you early. So you actually actually showed up. Like, are you trying to prove a point now? Well, that somehow they knew somebody somebody tipped her off. off. Now I need, and now I I need to leave in one hour. Fuck you do. You ain't got shit going on the rest of your day. Uh, well, that, I might. I, I would have if uh, you didn't change my schedule. That bothers me too, that entitled patient <laughs> thing. God, they'll call and redo their schedule. Oh, yeah, I can't make it in tomorrow. Or, you know, oh, yeah, Thursday's not going to work. We got to redo it. And you, again, you try to bend over backwards, move people around, take your lunch out. And then, God forbid, you have a sick kid or something, you call them and you're like, hey, we, what's we your can- cancel what's gotta, your cancel policy yeah right? you canceled are you gonna give me twenty dollars it's like <laughs> I, i've never once charged you and you've moved appointments yeah. how many times uh well this isn't gonna work like i get that you know like this is just not gonna work well i'm sorry like i have a sick child at home like i 
I'm giving you options. There's other times and other therapists you can see. And, uh, well, I suppose let's just cancel it then. <laughs> okay. Like, all right. I wouldn't even do that. I just move them over to the other therapist. That figured out. <laughs> yeah, You're right, Jeremy. Lift us up. Lift us up. Man, this got set off in Marshall like a handful of times. And it made me the cynical business owner I am today. Um, when somebody cancels and they lie mm-hmm. to you, they completely lied to you. Can't it's make rare. it today. It's rare, but it's, it's not that rare. It's not that rare. Uh, <laughs> oh, man. Uh, can't make my 10 o'clock appointment. I'm going out of town. Oh, okay. Um, you know, here's our cancel policy. Let's not let's not have it happen again. Hey, Nick, what are you doing after work? Nothing. Uh, you want to go to the wooden nickel? Yeah, cool. Um, uh Oh, there's that patient that's out of town. Yeah. Like yeah, it makes happened. you completely yep. cynical. Like, yep. Just being a cabin early. It's like <clears throat> it's probably that that idea of like just be an adult. Like own your stuff. Like if you can't be there, don't schedule it. Like I, I want our don't waste anybody's this time. My, this was not my patient. My patients value my time more, except for the late one. <laughs> they value in your time more. Oh, this was man. another this was on another therapist team. And <laughs> yep. That's a true story. That happened. Same thing but, with um there was one to, to piggyback off of you. There was one during one of those winter storms where um you know pretty, we would have been totally legit. Just weather's shitty or whatever. And the person canceled. They said that they were like stuck in Canby or Taunton or somewhere like that. Well, it can be the um, weather gets ridiculous there. And then when we comes off we, triangle. Yeah. we had like an hour in between patients where we're like, let's go drive around, see how bad this is. And we happen to stop a tall grass. And that guy was there. And I'm like, you freaking lying <laughs> shit. <laughs> yeah. Funny. About yeah. <clears throat> to load up, man. I'm too busy. Yeah. That's well, a bad least... one though. That's a great number. But it makes me that yeah. makes me like so cynical. Like I say that all the time. It's like Oh, well, so-and-so had car trouble, and I'm like, I just don't believe that they did. I mean, especially when it's like, <laughs> especially when it's like, I don't uh, ever believe anything anymore. Yeah, I'm late. My car didn't start. Um, I, oh, man, my phone died. I uh, had to go to the cabin early. And this is like four or five excuses within the same plan of care. And, oh, I'm sick again. Oh, man, now my wheel fell off my car. I'm stuck on the side of the highway. And you're like, yeah. like these things happen to people, but when they happen like every other visit, you're like, you're lying. This isn't, this isn't happening to you. It's not happening. Maybe they're missed. Would it be Mr. Bean? Who, who's a famous like character that had bad stuff happen to them all the time? Mr. Bill. <laughs> Mr. Bill. No, oh, no. no! <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah. That's a great that's a great one. I mean, we're um as we close this show, we as we put a bow on this thing. What can we leave our listeners with to make to cheer them up? Let's roll, roll up a the overwhelming majority. We fun. have great patients. The overwhelming majority of patients are honest, true, good people who want to get better. That's um, real. 
Yeah, this is by no means the majority. These are just those niche pet peeves that we've identified that do exist over years of practice. Yes, correct. Yeah. Well, and I do believe some of it's probably just behavior they obviously don't even recognize in in themselves. So, I mean, maybe you listen to this and uh, find some of these weaknesses that you can improve on. You know, mm-hmm. you're all can, right? Like, it doesn't have to just be your strength. I can't wait like, but uh, like learn... this is how you can be happier. Go be better. <laughs> or, yeah. learn, or learn from it. And I'm going to start calling Casey's clinic all the time. I'm going to call Lori and demand to talk to Casey. Like, uh, now. I need to talk to Casey now. She's pretty good about it. <laughs> so Casey, this is... He's busy. Sorry. Yeah. Lori, just take a message. I need to talk he's to Casey. Busy. He's busy up to his eyeballs. Yeah, he's up to his <laughs> shingly eye right now in patience. He can't talk. He's up to his That's eyeball, his his one eye that he's yeah. got left anymore. Are you winking at me? Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. It is awkward. So, no, I I think you're totally right though, Nick. I mean, this is such a small majority of, her, and that's probably why it's so pet peevey. Is when it happens, you're like, Ugh. <laughs> Ugh. yeah, is that what yep. they call a small majority? Um, <laughs> I'm sorry. It's only fifty one percent of our patients. My brain's not working. <laughs> Um, Somewhere yeah. in the ballpark of fifty-three percent of our patients do these. So, what do we always have say? these traits? Should, should I do your exit? Oh, you want to try it? Yeah. Should I do your exit line? Do your job, dog. Yep. Well, you nailed it. Uh, what about our email? With you, as always, Casey Butterball can. <laughs> he's not doing it well. Uh, he's not. Oh, I, you just... not, I don't have his gifts. <laughs> I, right. Those are not strengths uh, of mine. Yeah. Well, with that, uh, you'll get them next time. Nick, uh, that concludes episode 61 of PT Shop Talk. Uh, hit us up at ptshoptalk at gmail.com. If you want any topics you want to hear us talk about, you want us to go over a top five, heck, you're interested in being on the show, let us know. Um, about time we have another guest. Uh, check us out on Facebook, PT Shop Talk. We're on Twitter at PT Shop Talk 1. If you want to see our ugly mugs, want to see me uh, blistery eye crying today, uh, check us out at YouTube, PT Shop Talk. Made it easy for everybody. Uh, maybe we'll be that voice in therapy someday. Uh, until next time, I'm Casey Hansen. With me as always, Nick Doling, Jeremy Van Kloppenberg. 